Shoot the Dough podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. It's time to do the show. I mean, Shoot the Dough with Aaron and Danae. Streaming on Mixler every Tuesday at noon, central, or available to download later on your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Time for the show to begin, so let's listen in. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, here's Aaron and Danae. Oh, why, thank you. Thank you. It is good to be here. We've taken a short hiatus because we were traveling. To England, apparently. <laughs> you would be the most offensive. My, fake. my the only English accent I know is like the like the crazy Monty Python. It's over the top. I am some sort of English person <laughs> from the Monty Python. I couldn't handle it. I would disinvite you from the trip. Well, you but see you're so good at it. My only my only chance is to be really bad at it. Otherwise, I'm just second to your the amazing other end English of the, accent. The pendulum, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pendulum swing. Other, otherwise, I'm nothing. I am nothing when it comes to English accents. Uh, we've been out for about a week down in Florida, hanging out, conferencing, and having some good times. Uh, but we are excited to be back. Let's just say it was work good times. Yeah. It can get exhausting to go and do conferences and you know be on all the time. But it was really fun to see all the people that are in our radio industry. Because if you didn't know already, we are both in radio. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it gives us an opportunity to see people that are in our community. And there were some really great, inspiring speakers. And we got to see some really great artists play music and spend time together. But I am so thankful to be home. Our spouses got to join us and we went and did some uh, Disney. Our spouses got to join. My husband actually was able to travel the entire time. So he, we were there Monday to Monday, mm-hmm. and he came down, and his sole purpose was to be at the pool while we were at the conference. How do you do with that? He burned himself. <laughs> he went overboard. He went all in. I, I saw his burn. It looked like he had just maybe done some sunscreen in a few places. Yeah, it was really splotchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, kind of funny. On the back, it looked like all he did was reach one slash mark across his back. Yeah. On a positive note, if I'm ever in a movie where I have to play someone with leprosy, I know how to do it. You just go put sunscreen on a few places and you look all splotchy. Le- leprosy and- has nothing to do with splotchiness. <laughs> well, I apologize for my ignorance then. I've never been do in contact. Do you not know what leprosy is? Well, Let's leprosy talk is, about it. Leprosy is where I understand. like the, the skin peels and falls off and that kind of stuff. Leprosy is where you lose feeling. So mm-hmm. you can like slam your foot and hands and arms and doors. Yeah. You can burn yourself, cut yourself, hurt yourself, and you don't know. Causing splotchiness. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> I accidentally burned myself. Okay, okay. Maybe I understand what you're saying. All right, you ready to shoe a dough? Yeah, let's shoe the dough today. I'm excited about today. We're going to have a game time episode of Shoe the Dough where we play a new game for you you're on the show. You're this on me. Of course. Well, what? I mean, that's what we do. I plan, you get sprung on. That's how it happens. I do I do, do the peruse the news part now. Though. That is right. So, so I do have a plan for that, at least. So before we get to game time, from the corners of the globe, which has no corners because it's a globe, things are being done. And when those things get done, people write about it in the news. And so we shall peruse the news. Take that, Mr. Coney 2012. Man. I don't know. Was it Coney? What was the guy that the... Yeah, I think, I think so. No, okay. Well, he can he can take that. All right. Let's peruse the news. What do you got? Well, the 15th anniversary of 9-11 happened this past mm-hmm. Sunday. A couple days ago. It was on Sunday. Yep. And I thought there was a couple things that kind of came out in the news that we would just sort of touch on. Sure. One, I mean, that's going to be... that. I, that is going to be resonant, especially with people of our age forever. Yeah. Uh. The one, there's a couple things I thought that were interesting. There's a famous photo um, of several firefighters putting a flag up mm-hmm. at Ground Zero. It's like on a beam, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, the history of that flag was that they took it off of a yacht and they brought it in to put in the rubble, kind of as a symbol. Hmm. And then it disappeared after that. And people said that they had the flag. But it was like the wrong size. Yeah, and, nobody really knew who had the flag or right. where it went. Yeah, and apparently it's resurfaced 
after all these years. But how do they know it's the real one now? Well, they're doing tests on it. They're doing tests on the tape that's attached to it. They're testing the dust on it. Really? Yeah, they're comparing it to the photo. They're trying to do all these different kind of things to So they're really trying it. to prove that this is the one. They're really trying to figure it out. Um, and the people who originally owned the flag are saying that they're kind of excited. Taking all the evidence together, um, they say that they feel it's very likely the one that was captured in the photo. And there's a documentary about the flag's recovery. It's supposed to air um, Sunday on the History Channel. Huh. So... I thought that was going to be Is it a big deal how it was recovered or something? I just Did they do a, they did a documentary about how this flag was recovered? Well, there's been other things that have been released about the mystery of the flag. Mm-hmm. And the person who had the flag said that they saw it on television like we don't know where the original flag is. And it had been passed to him from several people kind of like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And so he brought it in anonymously and said, "I think this is the flag." And so they're doing testing on it. Huh. But the big thing is, is just it feels kind of like completion in a way because that was such a symbolic photo. Sure. And it was such a symbolic thing to be at Ground Zero. And of course, the, the museum that's there, it's never been there before because it was taken down. Well, so, I guess he had to just give it to them, right? He didn't I'm try sure to sell it. I, that would have been he, icky. The article that I'm reading is on um, 6abc.com. I just searched for 9-11 flag returned. Okay. There was also some videos on CNN about it, things like that. Uh, another story That's that kind of cool. came out was that there was a firefight, a firefighter who, uh, to mark the 15th anniversary, he put on all of his firefighting gear. His name is Jason Harding. He wore his uniform and everything and all of his gear and went to the gym and climbed 110 stairs on the Stairmaster. Oh, wow. So. Um, I love that. Yeah. I thought that was, that was one of what my favorite posts. What do you need tribute? Right. I think that's I think that's really cool. He asked first if it was okay if he was completely suited up and he sure. did this and to honor his fallen brothers and sisters on 9/11. Um then the guy that posted the picture said I'm not one to get emotional, but I definitely shed a few tears. Thank you for your service. And there's this this photo of them at this guy to Planet Fitness in full gear on the stair climber. I love that. I thought that was really cool. I had actually some feelings some of those New York coming together feelings this week uh just yesterday when i saw sully the movie sully about the pilot who landed the plane in the hudson river and Mm. saved everybody's life on board 155 people on board and both engines go out and he has to figure out what yeah how what am i going to do i remember that so yeah he lands the plane in the hudson river crazy and somehow and and this isn't something that often results in a good thing water landings aren't usually successful successful but somehow Barely anybody had a scratch on him. It was crazy. Uh, so seeing that movie and how it wasn't just him, but it was the ferry workers, it was the scuba police, it was all these people coming together in mere minutes to rescue all these people. I just think that's how that's what happened on nine eleven. Yeah, too. that's just how. And and New York is this dense place, you know, this densely populated island. But it's you know the people there have a they have a a um what's the word they have a reputation for being a little cranky with each other but man when push comes to shove they just come together so i thought that was cool the last thing that i read about 911 uh that i thought was really interesting was um it, it came out and i snoped it mm-hmm. uh that steve bushimi mm-hmm. which he was which he's a firefighter uh, in 1976, he took the FDNY civil service test when he was 18 years old. I didn't know that Buscemi was a firefighter. In 1980, he became a New York firefighter. And for four years, he served in Engine uh, 55. So when 9-11 happened, he went and joined his brothers and worked 12-hour shifts alongside the firefighters digging and sifting through the rubble of the World Trade Center looking for survivors. Hmm. Uh, there were some photographers that were taking photos, but he didn't do any interviews um, he refused any public recognition for it. And well, so yeah, I had no clue. It became kind of like the thing of legend. And there are some photos that have come out where they'll circle his face and be like, this is him. And you can kind of tell that it's him, but because he's just not, he wasn't looking for, obviously, you know. Right, I mean? yeah, yeah. So I didn't believe it at first. but No, I understand. It sounds like an urban legend. It's absolutely true. Wow. So I thought that was kind of a neat thing that after all this time, huh. people still don't know that he did that, that he just went and served his city. That's very cool. 
somebody would do something, you know, obviously completely not looking for attention, but just because the help is needed. Very awesome. So moving on, a couple things also about Samsung uh, with a Note 7 recall. <laughs> I thought this would be kind of interesting. We were on a plane on the way back from Florida, and they actually asked if anybody had a Note 7 and told them, do not turn it on during the flight. Turn it off and do not charge it yeah. under any circumstances. Samsung loses $26 billion of market value <sighs> after the Note 7 recall. Oh, it's so painful. That's hard. But also coming out in the news today, noticing across all kinds of different avenues, is that what the patch that Samsung is going to be releasing is that it's going to limit the battery of the Note 7 to 60% only oh. as a solution to the problem of it overheating and getting to be too powerful. Basically, they're saying if you haven't turned in your Note 7, this release is going to limit it from actually charging over. So 60%. if you get a new Note Seven, you'll have a hundred percent battery. But I'm if not... you try to use your old Note Seven, the update will will kill the battery at sixty percent. You're not sure. That's not kind sure. of what it reads like. It well, all of the updates is just kind of like this is uh, in the U.S. Samsung is continuing to work with the S uh, C P S C and carrier partners to develop and, and evaluate solutions that are best for the Note Seven owners. Um, but this patch is going live in Korea first. So I, see. It, I thought that was interesting that that was one of the solutions that they had is, okay, we're only going to let this charge to 60%. Samsung is a Korean company, right? That's why it goes yes. live in Korea. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it's a wonderful phone. I mean, it is a gorgeous phone. And it really... it. But it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> what was it, like 20 out of a million might explode? Out of those 20... No, I know. I'm just They're saying. They're not pretty. I, listen, the recall, the recall is necessary. It just, you know, it stinks. $26 billion lost. That's a big, big. It's crazy. That's a big boo-boo. Meanwhile, iPhone comes out with the iPhone 7 and everybody in oh. crickets. Everyone's <laughs> just like, like, really? That's the same phone. <laughs> yeah, I've been reading about the, uh, the new iPhone as well with yeah. some of the changes they made and kind of what they're doing. It's really interesting. It's It's the opposite of interesting. It is... It is completely boring. I, th I find it interesting because of the way technology changes and different companies choose to mm. present a different product. And so Apple's produce, saying this is the product that we want, you know, uh -huh. to, I don't know, charge into the future. I mean, the air, I mean, the air pods, what are they called? Ear pods? Earbuds. Ear pods or whatever they're called. Isn't Airbud a movie? <laughs> it is. But a dog that plays basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they're going for. Yeah. Uh, and then you told me today they released the first accessory for the brand new AirPods. Which is a wire. Which is a cord. Because that's what headphones should have. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Um, I wanted to uh, go do this real quickly, too, sure. because we did a peruse the news about the clowns that were being reported in North Carolina where mm -hmm. there's people... And they've spread. The clown menace is spreading. There's reports of creepy clowns trying to lure children and mm -hmm. knocking on doors well, now there's people that are saying that they're fabricating them and they just don't know which ones are real and which ones aren't real. But that doesn't change the fact that a sheriff in South Carolina has vowed to arrest any creepy clown. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting. Someone's actually been charged um, with false police fi filing a false police report after he admitted that he didn't see a clown. So maybe there aren't as many. Yeah. As we're coming out earlier. This is not a surprise to me. No, not to me either. Yeah. I'm just thankful they're not really there. People like attention. Well, we didn't say none of them are really there. Yeah. I still wonder if it came from some, like, one weird night or just some kids decided to dress up like clowns and just be weird. Or there is a clown cult <laughs> that is taking over our country <laughs> and coming after our children. I thought this was interesting. House passes bill making it illegal for companies to sue for negative reviews. I like this. Well, I didn't know that you would be able to sue for negative reviews anyway. That seems like First Amendment, straight, cut, dry, print it. But slander. Well, if you're lying. That's the thing, right? Is someone can go on and lie about something. Well, then you should be able to be sued for that if you're flat out lying. But, but how do you your prove opinion, it? Well, if you say something happened and it didn't happen. It's hard to do that on the internet, though. It's hard to know, like, if you've made something up completely. Yesterday afternoon, the U.S. That's House of Representatives passed a bill that would make it illegal for companies to put gag clauses in their contracts that block or penalize customers for posting negative online reviews. It's expected to move through the Senate soon. There's actually a bill that has already been in place, mm -hmm. so it shouldn't take too long. 
But this bill is a reaction to several lawsuits that have popped up recently from companies trying to penalize their customers who speak poorly about them. For example, ClearGear.com once sued a customer for $3,500 because she wrote a negative review online. See, that doesn't say anything about slander, though. I totally agree with that. I'm just wondering if they're saying it was slander. You know, like the company is saying that's a slanderous thing. It doesn't sound... I mean, what you just read to me sounds like that companies are actually suing people just because they gave them negative reviews Mm -hmm. and it's costing them money, which is ridiculous. It reminds me of the YouTube reviews I do for movies getting taken down for quote unquote copyright reasons when I give a negative review. Even though... Even though there is no copyright infringement. That's sneaky stuff. Yeah. I'm curious how this will kind of roll out, but that's getting some attention in the news. And I'm not kidding. The the reviews that get taken down for me are the negative ones. So, you know, there's... That's weird. Yeah, there's something up with that. Uh, really? Yeah. You've never told me that. That seems like a really interesting conspiracy. <laughs> well, I should say the ones that go through the second round. There's initial round that are just bots that search for any kind of, you know, substance from the movie. But these are clips that the movie people give me to put in my review. Like, they are approved by... The, and I give credit and all that kind of stuff. But the bots will find those. But the ones where they're like, nope, we're still going to say this is bad are the ones that are negative reviews. Whoa. But when I reappeal those, I've won every single time. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this headline reads, strangers raise $250,000 for a grieving popsicle vendor whose age is 89. I saw that. That was sweet. So about a week ago, um, there was this guy and he came across an 89-year-old man who mm-hmm. was pushing like a little cart uh, I think it's in Chicago and he was selling popsicles. And so the gentleman like kind of went over to him and started talking to him and he took a picture of him. It's a really sad photograph. You know, he's, he's kind of bent over the popsicle thing. He and... looks like a comma. He's totally bent over his head's completely down. And mm-hmm. he's just pushing this cart. And the guy's like, you know, so what are you doing out here? And he explains that he is 89. His wife is also, you know, elderly, And their daughter, who was their caretaker, died. And so they don't have a means to take care of themselves Mm. anymore. So he had to go come out of retirement and go back to work and push a popsicle stand. So he decides to post the picture and he just couldn't let the guy kind of go out of his mind. And so he went and did a GoFundMe page to try to raise a few thousand dollars to help him out. He had a goal of $3,000 for Mr. Sanchez, the popsicle man. Mm. And um, raised $250,000. so great. So he's going to be going and giving him that check. Um, I don't think at, I don't think right at this point he's that actually done that yet. So. It'd be interesting to see how it goes. You know, people handle that kind of stuff differently, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the idea that he doesn't have to go work again mm-hmm. for the rest of his life because he's at the end of his life. Mm-hmm. I think that would be such a relief just to know that you're taken care of and you don't have to be concerned about. Sure. You know, where your groceries are going to come from or where your medicine is going to come from or whether you mm-hmm. can pay rent for where you're living. Because he, he uh, the old man, um, I think it's Fidencio Sanchez. Okay. I can't remember. I don't know if I'm saying his don't, name right. Don't look to me. <laughs> I don't even have it in front of me. He says he only makes like $50 a day just on the street selling popsicles. Do you think part of him loves doing it though? Do you think there's part of him that finds purpose in it? I don't know. And maybe it's just the power of a photograph. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem so. Yeah. But maybe if he had been smiling or it was a different angle or something, you know, maybe we would know more about his story. But I bet he does it because he loves part of it. I bet there's something about it he loves. I wouldn't think so. Really? I don't know. I mean, I'm not him. Yeah. I think he probably does it because he has to. Mm. Well, whatever the case, I love it when people come together and help somebody out. Uh, the last one I have today, actually, I mean, there's so many more I could hit on. There's mm-hmm. a really interesting story about a lady who complains online about a worm in her salad and okay. it turns into this really hilarious overblown back and forth between her and the company but that one was so long it's so involved uh-huh. but it's interesting you should definitely go check it out but this is the last one for today maryland woman arrested for stealing three french fly fries from a police officer tell me about this an unidentified police officer was dining at an italian pizza kitchen in washington dc on wednesday when a woman approached and started to start a conversation with him and during the chat she allegedly reached over, took a French fry, and ate him. He says, I then politely asked, do not do that again, because I paid for that food, and you're stealing from me, and you can be arrested for theft of my food. Well, then you might as well take me to jail, she replied, allegedly. Reached over and snagged <laughs> another French fry. The officer arrested the woman in charge with second-degree theft. 
The Washington Post noted that the police report listed the item stolen as French fried potato quantity. (laughs) (laughs) Quantity three. (laughs) Item stolen French fried Fried potato. potato. Quantity. Oh, my goodness. I could be in jail for so many different offenses for food stealing. It just seems like such a such a petty thing. I mean, it is. There was something else going on, right? I don't there know. was some sort of well. She obviously they was didn't taunting like each him, right? Other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this they is true, right? If, There's no way this was a pleasant conversation. Like, hey, I'll just steal your French fry. And he's like, you can't do that. Have I ever told you the story of being at McDonald's? This was probably 15 years ago, and had ordered my food. They're putting the food in front of me, and I start snacking on the fries. You know, just while I'm waiting for the other food to to get on the the tray in front of me. <clears throat> Snacking on the fries. Guy comes back, puts something on there. It's like, oh, I didn't order that. Like, yeah, this isn't yours. It's the uh, person beside you. <laughs> They're standing there watching me. Like, they were standing right there. They didn't say a word. And I'm just eating their french fries. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. Right? What did you do? Did they just I replace his fries? No. I, uh. No. Everybody just went on like nothing had happened. It was just, it was, it was one of those moments where I'm sure everybody's just like, if we ignore it, maybe it won't be so awkward. Oh my goodness. I just ate, it's you good know. good thing it wasn't a police officer. Uh, that's right, I'd be in jail. We are just a couple months away from our live show in Springfield, Missouri at Classic Rock Coffee. We're going to be hanging out with people in the flesh. Doing a podcast live. We did this last year. Uh, it went really, really well, mm-hmm. which I was excited about. We didn't have any idea <laughs> yes. what was going to be happening. In fact, we had a fan uh, drive a state over uh-huh. to hang out with us for the night, which yeah. was awesome. Shout out to Spartan Night. Um, this year, we're going to be doing it on November 4th. Again, it's at Classic Rock Coffee in Springfield, Missouri. There will be giveaways, live music, and of course, Shoe the Dough Live with a little bit of Sif Pop mixed in there. And who knows what else? Uh, we did get the music artist confirmed, Matt Moore, if you want to look him up on Spotify. Uh, a friend of mine from back in the day who does some great music. Uh, he'll be joining us for that evening, and he'll be joined with by his friend Josh, who plays what is the what is the type of drum that you just like the congas the the congas is bunga, that what it is? it's bunga conga the bunga conga Josh plays the bunga just conga cover them both <laughs> uh, in amazing ways. We want to let you know we are going to have a cover charge this year, unless you're a patron. So if you are one of our Patreon supporters that gives any amount of each month to keep the show going. We're not going to ask for you to give us any dolores as Correct. you walk in the door. Yes, one of your perks for being a Patreon supporter is you will get in free that night. We're also working on some fun stuff on the side where maybe you can bring something and get a discount or get in free. But we'll mm-hmm. keep all those details kind of back until we have 100% to a plan there. But anyhow, we wanted to let you know it's November 4th, Springfield, Missouri. Classic rock coffee. In the live chat, the Matt Moore from Skittle Sandwich. That's... <laughs> That's true. That is the one. <laughs> Skittle Sandwich, by the way, a podcast I did before this that you cannot find anywhere. It no longer exists. So and it was fun. It, it's a good, I've still got, we may have to do some Skittle Sandwich reunion at this uh, live show. Just do you kinda, think everybody would show up? I don't know. I don't know. Because it was you. I don't know if Sarah would be and, able to make it down. Yeah, we'd have to We'd have to get Sarah to come down. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. See if we can figure that out. It will be, we'll probably start about 7 o'clock that night. Yeah, it'll be in the evening, um, 6 or 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We have a little bit of time left to figure that out. There's a couple of details we're not quite sure about just yet. But, but it, November it, 4th. Is November good. 4th. Get it on your calendar. We would love to hang out with you that night. All right, I have no idea how this next part of of what we're doing here on Shoe the Dough is going to go, but that is why Shoe the Dough is a beautiful thing. We just get to experiment, try things out, and uh, have a lot of fun doing them. I stumbled upon a game called The Blind Legend. Have you heard of this game? No. It's an app for your phone. It is a audio-only game. You have to play it wearing headphones. It uses stereo, like what side the you know the sounds are coming from, okay. and your headphones to play. And I thought it might be fun to play that on the podcast because everybody could experience the game 
with us as we were playing it. I played just a little bit of it and came to the conclusion that this is, Danae, something you have to play live okay. for the first time okay. on Shoe the Dough. So that's, oh, why I'm, that's why I'm springing it on you, but it's called The Blind Legend. So I'll let you play on my phone so you don't have to worry about downloading it and you know that kind of stuff. But, um, but I'm excited to see. It's really interesting because it's one of those things that it's designed so that if you are... Uh, visually impaired, you know, you can do everything in this game. So the menu is audio only. Everything is audio only in this game. There are no visuals. Okay. So it becomes really, really interesting. You ready for this? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. But we are about to find out. I feel like maybe I should close my eyes when I play this game. I think that you totally could. How is this going to work? So what we're going to do, first, uh, I'm going to load it up here on my phone. And I'm going to see, make sure the sound's coming through here. Um, and I think we've got stereo on. So if you're listening in stereo and headphones, do you hear that? Yes. Duino. That's the name of the company. Oh, okay. So I'm going to hand this over to you. Okay. But I thought I don't need it. Do I not need it? Supported by... Oh, no, you the t- it's a touchscreen game. But if I'm blind, how La do I... Ronald, Humanus, and Imaginov. Present. What's happening? <laughs> a blind legend. All right. So, a blind loading. Uh huh. What's going on? It'll tell Welcome you everything. Welcome to a blind legend. Main menu. Continue a game. To go back to the main menu from the game, slide two fingers quickly to the right. You cannot go back to the main menu during a fight. A fight. <laughs> I'm fighting? So So double click. Double click is to select. Loading. That's a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I hear the heartbeat. I think that's called a lub dub. I think lub-dub. that's that's the auditory version of the loading screen. This way, father. You embody Edward Blake, the famous blind knight, and you will be guided by your daughter Louise. I'm a dude. To move forwards. Put your finger on the screen, then slide it slowly upwards. You will keep moving as long as you keep your finger on the screen. Now it's your turn. Okay. Is that you walking? I'm on a horse, man. You know how to move forward. You can increase your speed by sliding your finger further on the screen. Now it's time to play. I'm playing. (laughs) To move backwards. Put your finger on the screen, then slide it slowly downwards. You will keep moving as long as you keep your finger on the screen. Now it's time to play. Okay. I'm going backwards now. Perfect. Uh You know Uh how to move backward. To turn round, put your finger on the screen and slide it right or left. You will keep turning as long as you keep your finger on the screen. Now it's your turn. I forgot about this part. It's just kind of giving you all the instructions on how to... I'm sliding to the right. I hear your belt. Good. By turning it like this, you can change direction while moving, guided by the sounds you hear. Okay. Whenever you need Louise to tell you how to reach her, tap once on the screen. What? Now it's time to play. Okay. I'm playing now. I tapped once on the screen, but Louise is not responding. Whenever you need Louise to tell you how to reach her... Tap once on the screen. I did, Louise. Now it's time to play. I tapped again. Over here. Over here. Oh, thank you, Louise. I think I heard you over this way. Well, the, uh, like the environment turns with you, too. Did I just fall off a cliff? (laughs) I think you just scared the cicada or whatever, so he quit chirping. Louise. Louise. More to the left. Oh, okay. Thank you. I like how in the chat someone said that needs coconuts. <laughs> it, it's more not. To the left. Oh, really? You got to turn to the left more, apparently. Maybe the cicadas are my cue that I'm doing the right <laughs> thing. Could be. Oh, I'm done with this game. <laughs> Come on! No, seriously, this is horrible. 
Each time you reach your daughter, you found she her. will tell you, and set off for your next destination. Now it's your turn. Come father, let's go and join mother at the village square. This way. Oh. I haven't been this far. You're now to somewhere I haven't been. So it's all based on what you can hear. Right. So I hear like water to get the over bell to the in front left. of me. Oh, that's smart. There, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, now yeah, it's in front yeah, yeah. Of me. Oh, hey, she said, "Let's hey, go." Hey, people, let's move. Oh, there's a horse coming. Oh, I would have got run <laughs> over if I would have stopped, you guys. Whenever you hear this sound, an important scene is imminent. There's an important scene imminent. What's that? The king's gun. Take her. Caroline. Draw I draw my sword. Where is the cripple? I, I draw my sword. I don't know. I cast fireball. Speaker, I'll cut you open. Please. I beg of you. I need to get my dice. Caroline Blake. Lord Blake. You're dead? I'm looking for you. You cannot stay here. You must hide. Miss Louise, take your father to the courtyard. There are too many of them, father. Come. Whenever you hear this sound, it's your turn to play. Okay, so now we gotta get out of there. Mayhem has trouble. erupted, and uh -huh. I'm blind, and my daughter just runs away. I did not raise her right. <laughs> I'm going towards the chickens. Trying to find the chickens. Chickens are safe. I mean, it has potential. Yeah. Right. I heard the I heard like something that means a scene's coming. Yeah, but I don't know what's happening. It means stopping the scene will play, I think. Sir, we've got Blake's wife. Perfect. Lord Stilton. Bastards, Bill! Release me or he'll kill you! Silence! Let's go! And the crippled boss? We'll get him later. The king is awaiting his prisoner. Come on! Mother! No! Dogs! I'll cut your throats one by one. Oh my. Is that you? I think so. Is that you saying cut your throat one by one? I think so. Loading. Wow. Alright, so let's let's stop let's here recap. for a second. Yeah, let's let's, let's try to figure out what's happened. going on First here. First of all, I should be able to verbally command myself. <laughs> I wanted to draw a sword and fight. I wanted to cast fireball. I need to at least have an invisibility cloak. I need to be able to roll die. And yeah. interact with my environment. But Something so like far, that. it's just kind of so, like... My father has finished your sword. It's at the forge. We have to go get a sword? So I guess you're just listening for sounds of the forge. Right, like the sword, the sword pounding. Which is over this way. It's really smart of you to think about, like, the environmental sounds that'll take you where you're supposed to go, aside from your daughter. Like, mm. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Oh. Well, if I'm blind, I think I would be a very good blind person. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Your sword, Lord Thank you, Blake. sir. May she protect you from this mad king. So we're going to be fighting to blind. To put away your sword, double tap on the screen. The, the double tapping doesn't seem, the tapping doesn't seem to be going well. Doesn't you know? seem to be as responsive Your heartbeat reflects your health. The more you get hit, the faster it gets. Oh, great. Interesting. Once the action is finished, Blake automatically puts away his sword. The soldiers! They're coming back! Flee, my lord, and stay off the road. Thank you. Get your things, Louise. We're going to free your mother. Okay. Loading. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. This I, is interesting. So you can see what they're trying to do, right? Yeah. I think it's a really interesting idea to be able to engage in just the auditory part. Where are we going, Father? You know, we of, must cross the plane. But you probably want to have a really good pair of earphones or headset, you know, so that you can be fully emerged in the world. I'm wondering because where it goes with Because that was helpful. The... We have really good headphones here in the mm -hmm. studio, and that was helpful because I can just, you know, there's like a lot of different noises that I can distinguish. 
Did you did you close your eyes at all during it? No, but I also wasn't looking at the screen at all. Right. I was, I was so It's it's interesting because it really does try to use stereo space to guide you through and so it does feel like you're trying to interact as a blind person in this universe or whatever. I think but the, the game most itself... annoying part of the game is the automated voice of the instructing lady. Mm-hmm. That was annoying. I I think that is something that is often the case with uh, audio instruction for uh, visually impaired people. Is that robot reading text right. as opposed to somebody actually doing voiceover for it. Oh, so I true. think that's more of a like coming common out of that thing. Yeah. Because in a regular game it would just say that on the screen or something. You wouldn't necessarily have to have voiceover for it. That's true. So I think it's just somebody kind of reading quote unquote what would be the text in the game. And that's the other part I'm picking up on with this thing is what it would be like not only to play a game blind, but to be blind and interact with your phone. Because that's something I've never really thought about before. Your phone would have to tell you how to interact with it in interesting ways for you to know what was on the screen. Like, you think of, uh, what's the the guy that, I know he does movie reviews and he does some YouTube stuff. Um, Tommy, I think is his name. Tommy Edison? Yeah, yeah, Tommy Edison. Like that's that's that would be a really fun Tommy Edison video to see kind of like how he interacts with his phone and how he does that kind of stuff. We should tweet him and tell him to try it out. Try out a blind legend. Yeah. And let us know kind of what the experience was like for him. Yeah. That might be interesting. He's on YouTube, Tommy Edison XP. So what for a game like this, where would you want it to go? What would you want it to do to be engaging for you or fun for you? As an audio-only experience. Hmm. Like, what else could it do? Um, I don't know. It, it, it started to get interesting when all the noises started happening. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, now I have an environment to start to imagine, you know, and trying to kind of navigate in that environment. I don't know what it would have to do. Because I found that in, I found it to be kind of clunky, like touching, your, touching the screen on your phone mm-hmm. and turning and moving and all that. Like, my footsteps were really muted compared to the rest of it, so I couldn't tell how many times I was turning. I'm sure after a while you'd play, you'd get used to how many times you could turn before you'd be fully back around in a circle. So it'd be like, you know, nine different shuffle sounds means that you're facing this direction, and you can kind of, like, more directionally understand where you're going. But don't you more feel like you're listening to your environmental sound than the sound of your footsteps? I had to, because whenever it shifted into the game, there was too many sounds to really focus on that anymore. Mm -hmm. But the little instructional part, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to count my steps or something, Mm. which would have been kind of interesting. I don't know. I kept thinking, like, I would be kicking chickens and (laughs) falling over cracks and things like that. But I guess you just don't have to worry about that in the game. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if I keep playing or not. I think I probably would. You want to keep playing? Not right now. <laughs> Can I play a little bit? Sure. It's All right, your I'm going to try. I'm going to try. You're by a brook. You're you, by you're my nar- a narrator. If you need to go to the bathroom, <laughs> click your screen six times. So I just touch the screen to hear where my daughter is. I like the noise. I like the sounds. You're supposed to be able to tap it once for daughter. See what I mean? Oh, oh I hear. You hear. She's saying straight ahead. It was in the distance, though. Wow. Then you can kind of hear over in a, di- a direction, so uh-huh. you move your finger over it. Stand back. To draw out or put away your sword, double tap on the screen. To draw or put away your sword. It's put away right now. To draw out or put away your so sword. So I should I should draw my sword? Double tap on the screen. I am I, am I'm I guessing. Gonna, am I going to hurt somebody? To slice through an obstacle in front of you. Whoa! Slide your finger quickly upwards. <gasps> Wait, are you at a wall or something? How do you know what you're chopping at? Good. Did I just kill somebody? No. I we think that a was a, a wall. Can you see anything? When she says let's go, that means I'm going the right direction, right? 
Oh no. <laughs> she's went the wrong way. Uh, I like how in the chat it's blind fruit ninja <laughs> when you were chopping. All right, straight ahead. Did you hear a dog? That sounds scary. Maybe you're gonna have to kill the dog. I'm in a cave now. Well, that was interesting. I can I can swipe my sword, but I didn't know what I was chopping at. Are you sure I didn't kill someone? Yeah. I'm but blind. I don't know if I killed someone. <laughs> How are you so sure? I feel like there would have been more grunting sounds, and I think you would have been attacked. <laughs> you, think, you think they might have screamed? Mm. Mm. Do you think that mother is alive? Hide, Louise! Quickly! Start chopping your... enemy growls aggressively, quickly slide your finger in his direction Aaron, to strike him. save the day! Do not strike too soon or too late. Wait for the right moment. You have to wait till his growl is close. And you have to turn towards him. <gasps> Ow! This is terrifying. To block with your shield, pinch the screen. Pinch you will the screen. Protected as long as your fingers pinch the screen. Shifted While keep you're protected, analyze the enemy's behavior to hit him at the right moment. Oh, Aaron! Wow. I'm protected now. So it's growl, reach, crash. Okay. So you'd want to hit him on the crash, I guess. Ooh, you got him. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> he sounds like Pete's dragon. Ooh, this is scary. I wonder how long this battle's gonna last. <gasps> Congratulations, you've killed the bear. Father, you injured? No, no. I used my it's shield. Right. <laughs> That's right. We must sleep now. We have a long journey ahead of us. And we have a blanket now. Quick. Loading. Let's yeah, because I'm going to go to sleep. Next to a dead animal. Because where there's one, I'm sure there's just only one. Well, that was interesting. How would you feel about that battle, Aaron? Ah, uh, boy, it adds a new... It, Let's go, Louise. It adds something new, doesn't it? Like, all of a sudden, it's a little more interactive. It's a little more game. Uh, there's something really interesting about analyzing the pattern just through audio and then interacting with that, I like it more now. I definitely like it more. Do you think they're transitioning too quickly? Like, first you're walking in the courtyard, mm -hmm. then your wife's abducted, then you're getting a sword, then you're having to chop your way to a cave, and now you're battling a creature, and now you're uh -huh. waking up in a stream. Yeah. Do you think it's a little too quick? Well, I don't know. Who knows where it's going? We've got to go, go save my wife. She got taken. Right? Yeah, but how are you going to eat? Where's the cheese? <laughs> Who thought to bring the bread? Uh, I, I must admit, I was a little confused when it said pinch the screen. Oh, I had to show you what that meant. Is yeah. That, is that what? I was like, I was like, so I just hold, I was thinking like pinch my phone, <laughs> like from the front and the back. No, I'm like, that's funny. You're like a pinch be, zoom. Wouldn't that just be a press? It would, it's like a pinch zoom out. Well, I got that Not now. Not the zoom in, but the pinch zoom out. I got that now. Also, should note there were some visuals when you swung your sword. On the screen? On the screen. There were some, there was just like a flash of flash? light. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'm more curious now to keep playing than I was before. Now that you've had a battle? Yeah, before the battle. I wonder if it'll get more uh, difficult. I'm sure it will. Or you have to pinch and turn mm -hmm. and like stay facing your enemy because it seemed like you could have just faced any direction and it would have worked on that one. Yeah, I didn't have to do much adjusting but I'm sure as time goes on, you're probably going to have to, you know, like have a shield and turn towards the sound, which means that the interaction on your screen is going to have to get more and more intricate and you're going to have to tune your ears more and more to what's going on. I, I am liking it more and more the more we 
talk about it. And I'm certainly liking that it exists. Yeah. It's one of those games that I'm like, this is cool because it gives a point of reference for a world that a lot of us don't have to deal with. And it is serving a community, uh, the visually impaired community, in a very real way. And at the same time, allowing people who aren't visually impaired to participate. And I think that's that's really neat. I, I don't know like what other games you could make that would do a similar thing. But, I, you know, it seems it seems really smart with a lot of people wearing earphones with their with their phones or their devices that it would that it would work pretty well so i don't know it was pretty violent yeah it's a fighting game mm-hmm. yeah. you have to have a sword and a shield but what about starting a fire i heard a fire crackling that's right who started that <laughs> we didn't start the fire it was always burning since, since the, the game's been, been turning mm-hmm. absolutely how'd you feel overall about the game yeah let's give it a grade B minus. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'm probably right around the same spot. I felt like the scenes should last a little longer. Like it seemed like each episode. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I was just wanting to get immersed in the world a little bit more. I love audio sounds though. Mm-hmm. I could, I love picking out sounds and you know getting into environments. That was kind of well, fun. It seems like it'd be your your bag then. But if I mean, it's going to transition it so quickly. That, that's, oh, you, know you want to I mean? live in it more. Yeah. I, you want to explore. Settle in. Yeah. You want. You want more of this style of game with like more, World of Warcraft. O- well, yeah, more open world experience. Right. Yeah, I like, see what you're saying. Like, how do I know when I'm approaching cliff? That's interesting. It's a little too linear for for you. Right. You want something a little more open world. world. Whereas I like linear. I like knowing. Okay, this is where we go next. This is what we do next. That kind of thing. I would like to see one like this, where it's a, a sort of a choose your own adventure. Ooh, I like you that. Know, where you you set out from a place mm-hmm. and you're in. You maybe have a guide to tell you what's going on around you, but mm-hmm. like you fall and break your ankle, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm going to take the horn out of my back pocket and I'm going <laughs> to blow it. You I'm know? just going to yell for help. And then what like, else would I do? Then it's like, okay, roll your die to find out if you broke the horn in the fall. <laughs> now what do you do? So you want to combine a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons in there too? Yeah, a little you know, choose your own adventure. Little choose your own Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Hmm. I'm for it. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, absolutely. Because if I'm blind, I know that I'm going to be pretty adept with knowing where things are like Mm -hmm. on my person. So I don't necessarily think that it has to even be a visual on the screen. There's certain things that would be a given, you know, you know what's in your pack, you know Mm -hmm. what's in, you know, but you got to get from like point A to point B. There was a game on a computer growing up that was like this. It was one of the first games I ever played and it was was like this all alt prompts. So you you do like a forward slash, and then you'd say, "Oh yeah, yeah, text based adventures." Yeah, that's oh, what this I reminds love, me of. I love text based adventures. Yeah, those are great. This would be fun, like that, but with like audio prompting. Hmm. You know. So, are you talking about like adding Siri to the mix, or yeah, like go- add something like interactive? Voice? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy fun? You're just immersed in this world. Yeah, walk forward, look at wall. Inspect wall. Inspect wall. Yeah. Yeah. Take candle. Yes. Burn house. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm um, just thinking out loud. Uh, Homestar Runner did a turn based or a game like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was something that came out after Trogdor. Because mm-hmm. there was Trogdor, the Burninator, but then there was this whole epic adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people went through and they did the entire adventure, like all the different things you had to do to, you know, mm-hmm. and one of them was toss baby in lake. <laughs> and I didn't get that far. I could not figure out what to do. I got pretty far on my own, but you know, it, it kind of, it went from being a pretty basic ABC mm-hmm. adventure yeah. to the silliness that is Homestar Runner. Yeah. And I just, I did, wasn't even thinking that crazy, but you know, there was people that were playing the game and they had like released like little hints oh, yeah. and tricks and things like that. Um, and so they released a t-shirt that had the, eight bit 3d prompt that the the prompt that was uh-huh. like toss baby in lake <laughs> i just remembered that there's a toss baby in lake t-shirt I, there used to be a nice. long time ago i almost bought it then i felt really weird about that <laughs> really today you feel weird about you know wearing a toss baby in lake t-shirt like right now i'm doing a web search toss baby in lake homestar runner i wanted to make <laughs> sure it's called peasant's quest i remember peasant's that's quest. what it's called peasant's yeah. quest oh absolutely um i thought it was a well not a lake. It was could it be. Was it Toss Baby in the Well? 
I could be wrong about that. But I remember playing Peasant's Quest. For In order sure. to throw a baby, the game says to go to the center of the lake. If you go to the center, it won't let you throw the baby. But if you go to the top of a hill, then you... Like, so there's like these different things. Wow. But <laughs> Peasant's Quest. We should totally play that. Thanks so much for shooing the dough with us today. The podcast is part of the Shoe the Dough Podcast Network. Find out more about other live and later shows on the network by going to shoethedough.com. Huge thanks to Meg for doing today's intro and Chris Tilly for composing the Shoe the Dough theme. Of course, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at a buck a month and comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more info at patreon.com slash shoe the dough. Please subscribe, rate, and comment at iTunes because that really helps us out. And if you have any feedback for us, you can email us directly at shoe the dough at gmail.com. All right, let's see where our guy's at. Straight ahead. I think we're in a river. It's straight ahead. I hear some geese. Straight ahead. I think that would also get annoying with like all the prompts that are going on. More f-ing soldiers. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> that was a wordy nerd. <laughs> I guess. Right when your mom shows up. I guess we stopped the game at the right place. Maybe we should go back. Hey, here's just a little addition on to uh, Shoe the Dough of the uh, game we reviewed earlier. Yeah, that you might a... want to know that's not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> this is after the fact. Uh, but just so you know, possibly some foul language in this game. What was this, what was this called? The Blind Legend. Mm. Hey, listen, when you've only got audio to go on, you have to know when somebody's serious, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.